All right. Well, good morning. I don't know everybody here, and I'm normally teaching uh, students, and they, honestly, they listen a lot better than adults do, and they usually uh, obey better than adults do, and they volunteer better than adults do. So adults, I don't know what to tell you. You got to get your act together, okay? So I'm going to say my name, it's David, and the count of three, you're going to say your name so I know everybody this morning. I want to know who I'm speaking to. Sound good? Okay, my name is David, and your name is one, two, three. It's nice to meet you. Now, I'm terrible at telling jokes. <laughs> True story. And my wife tells me all the time, whatever you do, don't tell jokes this morning. So what am I going to do? I'm going to tell jokes, of course. Because, <clears throat> you know, usually when you ask your wife how, how the day went, she tells you how her day went, correct? And we ask wives, ask the men how their day went. And we can sum it up in one word. What is it, fellas? Fine. See? So uh, this morning, preach with me. Okay, so uh, a grandma got tired of all the hustle bustle. And she didn't know what to do with Christmas gifts. So she would buy gifts and they didn't fit or they weren't the right size or the kids didn't like it or maybe they fought over what they had. And every year was a hassle. So she thought, this year, I'm just going to send everybody a check in the mail with a card. Because people say cash is not personal, but no one ever gives the cash back. Amen? Cash, preach. I don't mind. Large amounts. That's my father-in-law, in case you're wondering. Actually, I should be talking to Mrs. Lewis. She's the one that's... The, anyways, okay. Although, he did buy dinner last night. Woo! Can you believe that? Praise the Lord. It was McDonald's. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't McDonald's. I'm just kidding. It was a very nice restaurant. And where was I? Oh, I was telling my horrible joke. Okay, so, this grandma gets together, and she sends out all the cards, and all she wrote was, in big, bold letters, buy your own gift this year. Sound the cards. Well, Christmas came and went. New Year's came and went. And she wondered why she didn't hear from anybody. And so, normally, you know, she'll get a gift back or a call or, hey, thanks, Grandma. Nothing. Well, finally, it's about the middle of January. And she goes to her desk. And as she's looking at the desk, she picks up an envelope and realizes to her horror she didn't mail any of the checks with the cards. So they all had the same thing, buy your own gift with no check in it. I told you I'm terrible at telling jokes. Matthew chapter 1 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Isn't that beautiful? So beautiful. 
Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bit, uh, bitten him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. How many of you love Christmas movies? Probably one of my favorites, and don't judge me, is, uh, is it Charles Dickens that wrote A Christmas Carol? And uh, I'm sappy. I like happy endings. I don't want reality. If I want reality, I just pay my bills every month. That brings me right back to reality. I want a happy ending. I want the, the little leaguer to always hit the walk-off home run. I want them to always, you know, get lots of money. I want everyone to be happy. I don't want movies that are realistic. Well, the Christmas Carol, think about this part. And this part, think about it. Now, I, I know it's a story, but I'm going to read directly out of the book as I understand it. So, you know, Marley, he comes back, the first ghost. And that was... Um, Scrooge's partner in life, okay? And for those that haven't watched the movie, just nod your head and pretend you know what's going to happen here. Marley says, It is required of every man, the ghost returned, that the spirit with him should walk abroad, his fellow men, and travel far and wide, and that the spirit goeth not, in life it is, condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world. Oh, woe is me, and witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth, and turn to happiness. There's a lot there. And the specter raised a cry, and shook his chain, and wrung his shadowy hands. You are fettered, said Scrooge, trembling. Tell me why. I wear the chain I forged in life, replied the ghost. I made it link by link and yard by yard. I girded it on my own free will. And my own free will I wear it. It is patterned strange to you. Scrooge trembled more and more. Oh, would you know, pursued the ghost, the weight and length of the strong coil you bear yourself. It was full and heavy and as long as this. Seven Christmases eves ago. You have labored on it since. It is a ponderous chain. Scrooge glanced at him on the floor. An expectation of finding himself by some filthier 60 fathoms of iron cable. But he could see nothing. Now listen to these words. Jacob! Scrooge implored. Oh, Jacob Marley, tell me more. Speak comfort to me, Jacob. Marley replied, I have none to give. It comes from other regions. Beloved, some of you are tethered by the chains of sin. And you're going to the world and you're looking for everything to fill that void. And you're saying, speak comfort to me. Speak comfort to me. And the devil laughs back, I have none to give. And all the money and all the fame and all the relationships and all the homes and all the cars will never bring you the comfort of Jesus Christ. And beloved, I'm here to tell you, and please understand, I say this in total love. I've not been in ministry all these years because I want to hurt you. I'm here to say that there is a place called hell. And people at this very moment are in it. And they're screaming, give me comfort. 
And the resounding answer back is, I have none to give. Beloved, you can have comfort this morning. You can have peace this morning. And it's through Jesus Christ. Very quickly this morning, I want to speak on the perfect gift everyone needs. Right now, it's called the perfect gift everyone needs. What is it? Say it with me. The perfect gift everyone needs. You're doing better. We're now going to get done at 1230. Super. I love Christmas. How many of you love Christmas? You bunch of Scrooges. Some of you didn't raise your hand. I love it. I love Christmas trees. I love decorations. I love Christmas music. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I finally had time to put my decorations outside. And I was singing a song. And my Lucas, he, oh, he volunteered. He's like, oh, Dad, I want to go out in the cold and help you. Please, please. Okay, that didn't happen. <laughs> and we're working. And Lucas finally looks at me and says, Dad, you've been singing the same phrase for 30 minutes. <laughs> and my response was, and that's a problem? <laughs> I love singing. Matter of fact, if I don't know the words, I just make them up. I have a great time. As a matter of fact, I torture my boys in Christian love, of course. We have an Alexa. Isn't that great? And I was playing Christmas music one time, like in August. And they said, Dad, please play something else. I said, fine. Alexa, play Christmas polka music. True story. And for 30 minutes, I'm like, ah, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, oh, this is great. My sons are just like, Grandma, help us, please. <laughs> you know what? I love Christmas. The wire tradition every year. I'd help my mom put up the Christmas tree. My mom always had a beautifully decorated tree with tons of ornaments, colored lights. And when I was a kid, I used to climb under the Christmas tree and lay on my back and look up into the Christmas tree. And I would just do that for the longest time. And my mind would just wonder the imaginations of what I might get for Christmas. I remember one year I got an electric train for Christmas. I went down and there was a train going around the tree. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. One year I got a brand new bike. I remember going down and there was like hardly any presents. And I'm like, man, I know I had a rough year, but I don't understand about this. Well, come to find out, they'd bought me a bike. Matter of fact, it was the first and only time I ever had a brand new bike at that time. I might have been 10 or 12. Of course, I'm 49. I've never owned a brand new car yet. (laughs) You have not because you asked not. I don't know. (laughs) I love Christmas. My sister and me would separate the packages into individual piles the night before. You know, mom, dad, Teresa, myself. We'd lay the Bible out to Luke chapter 2. And in the morning, we would read the Bible story. We'd all pray. And we're kind of weird, kind of old-fashioned. We unwrapped each package one by one, each watching each other unwrap the package. Oh, how I miss those days. I love Christmas. Every year I tell Annette the same thing. You know what? We've got what we need. Let's not buy each other any gifts. And every year she makes me promise I'm not going to buy her a gift. And every year I lie. I probably should go right there and confess it. 
And every year I do what? I buy her a gift. And every year she gets ticked. David! I'm like, well, you know, it's only been 25 years. Every year. I love Christmas. Can I tell you, as much as I love Christmas, it pales in comparison to how much Jesus loves you. So very quickly this morning, here's the perfect gift. You've heard it before. Number one, the gift of peace on earth. The gift of peace on earth. Psalms 29.11 says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You might say, David, well, if God wants peace so bad, why is there so much heartache? Why is there so much sorrow? Why is there so much problems? Why is there so much hatred? Why is what? You know why? I could answer in one word. Sin. Sin. S-I-N. Sin causes grief. Man, the older I get, the more I look at the grief in life. And maybe you understand, the heavier the burden gets with grief. I don't want to make it all about me this morning, but on January the 4th, my father went home to be with the Lord this year. And I thought I understood grief until I got that phone call. Now I understand what grief is. And how many of you have lost a loved one? You don't have to raise your hand. And you still grab your cell phone to call them. That happened to me the other day. We got our first win in double overtime. We lost the first one in overtime, the second one by three. The third game we got boat raced. Of course, we had half the team out with the flu, but that wouldn't have mattered anyways. And the fourth game, we won in double overtime. I thought to myself in the locker room, when I get out of here, I got to call my dad. You start to understand what grief is. And it just reminds you once again how awful sin is and what it does to you. There are plenty of wars, problems. I mean, the war in Ukraine. Right now, there's war going on in this world. Why? Remember, beloved, that Satan is the father of lies. How do we know he's lying, beloved? Every time he opens his mouth. John chapter 8 tells us that. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word? You are your father the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because they're ready. There is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth. Ye believe me not. So over here, we have the liar, the devil. But over here, we have Jesus. And what is Jesus? He's truth. He's the very essence of truth. And Jesus was sent to bring peace to the earth. Yeah, you have trials. You still have tribulations. But Jesus can bring you peace that passeth all understanding. Yeah, you may be hurting, but Jesus can still give you peace. You may be scared, but Jesus can still give you peace. You may be lonely, but Jesus can still give you 
peace. It's a peace that passeth understanding. Remember, though, God will not make you do something you don't want to do, beloved. God will not make you have peace with him. Jesus will not make you accept him as your savior. He won't. You see, Christianity is different from all religions in the world because we have a choice in the matter. We can have reconciliation with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Remember, it's not communion. It's not baptism. It's not church membership. It's not being a good person. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus can bring you peace. But God will not give us what we will not take. He will not. Someone once said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. I love these verses. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called, say this with me, Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace with God. You might say, David, I'm saved. I know Jesus as my Savior, but I'm struggling with peace this morning. Well, listen to what Proverbs 3 says. Verses 3 and 6. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Jesus wants you to have peace with him. I didn't say all gummy bear and lollipops. How many of you are married? Guess what? It ain't all gummy bear and lollipops. David, we never fight. Then you apparently don't live together. (laughs) We've never fought one time. Oh, your husband doesn't know how to talk. Okay, I get it. I'm very bullheaded. I know that surprises you. Okay, nobody said that. All right. So Lynette and I have a tendency to what? Buckheads sometimes. But we still can have peace through the Lord Jesus Christ. We still can have peace. Christian, you still can have peace with God this morning. You may be having trials. You may be having tribulations. You may have a serious illness. Pat, I know it's not easy. But God loves you with an everlasting love. And he wants to give you a peace that passeth all understanding. He may or may not cure you. But I promise you, as much as I'm standing here, he has not forgotten your name. He loves you so much. 
and he's walking with you. We pray for Zachary, Pastor Belcher. He has Zachary in the hollow of his hand. And I know I can't imagine the pain, but God loves Zachary. Betty, I know it's tough with your hip. I know you're struggling. But God loves you so much. You're in the hollow of his hand. And he'll help you. Yes, there'll be mornings of pain. Yes, there'll be trials and tribulations. Yes, the bills sometimes get high. And the stress is out of control. But Jesus, I promise you, he wants you to have peace. If you lean and trust in him. I didn't say all gummy bear and lollipops. I didn't say it would always be easy. I didn't say everything's going to work out perfect. But you can have peace with God. You might say, well, David, what about that Bible verse? Matthew chapter 10, 34 through 36. It says that he came not to bring peace, but a sword. Well, what does that mean? Because the peace Jesus brings is between man and God. And those who reject God will be at war with God. Because the flesh and, and, and Jesus, they're going to war. Unless you get saved and submit your will to him. That's why we have troubles. Psalms 119.165 says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Beloved, trust and depend on God. Don't sit on your own and try to make sense of it yourself. I'm telling you, that leads to pure madness. Well, God, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Give it to him. Because you know what? It's okay to say, I don't understand. It's okay to say, I don't get it. Then you say, God, I'm giving it to you because I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. God, I didn't want it to work out this way. I didn't want it to happen this way. But I give it to you, God. I give it to put it in your hands. Go with God, the clear way. He will direct your paths. You may not always understand what's going on. You're still going to have difficulties, but you still can have peace. Pastor Lewis has seen it before. Pastor Belcher has seen it before. Pastor Holmes has seen it before. And if you're a pastor in here and I miss you, I'm sorry, but we've been to hospitals and people's bodies are wreathed with pain. And the doctor said, you're not coming out of here. And they look at me and say, I'm ready to go. It's a peace that passeth understanding. I sat on a couch in Kishokta with Mike Burr. His body filled with cancer. He had a, uh, is it colostomy bag? On him. He looked at me and said, David, the doctor says I have about two weeks. He said, I'm ready to go. Do I want to die? Of course not. But I'm ready. What did Mike have? He had a peace with God. A peace that only Jesus can bring. Some of you are hurting this morning. You've got difficulties this morning. It's your health. It's your finances. It's your family. But you can't have peace with God. I hope I've made it clear this morning that Jesus has come to give you the gift of peace. When it comes 
to peace. Don't wait to Christmas to open it. Take it right now. Number two, the gift of joy to the world. The gift of joy to the world. Someone once said, Jesus, or Santa lives at the North Pole. Jesus is everywhere. Santa rides in a sleigh. Jesus rides on the wind and walks on the water. Satan comes, but once a year, Jesus is an ever-present help. Santa fills your stockings with goodies. So does Mrs. Lewis. Amen. <laughs> Jesus supplies all your needs. I was going to say, so does Mrs. Lewis, but we won't go there. <laughs> Satan comes down your chimney uninvited. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And he enters your heart when you're in, he's invited. You have to wait in line to see Santa. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Satan lets you sit in his lap. Jesus lets you rest in his arms. Satan doesn't know your name. All he says is, hi, little boy. Hi, little girl. What's your name? I love this part. Jesus knew our name before we were born. Not only does he know our name, he knows our address. He knows our history. He knows our future. And he knows how many hairs you have on your head. Some of you, it's not very difficult. <laughs> Satan has a bowl full of jelly. I can relate. My hunk is turned into a chunk a long time ago. Jesus has a heart full of love. All Satan says is, ho, ho, ho. Jesus offers health, help, and hope. Satan says, you better not cry. Jesus says, cast all your cares on me if I care for you. Satan's little helpers make toys. Jesus makes new life. He mends wounded hearts. He repairs broken homes. And is preparing a place for us someday, beloved. His name is Jesus. While Satan puts gifts under your tree, Jesus became our gift and died on the tree of the cross. Only Jesus brings real joy. I'm not talking happiness. I'm talking joy. Psalms 144.15 says, Happy is that people that is in such a case, yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. 1 John chapter 1, 3 through 5. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which ye have heard of Him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The joy of the Lord. It's a gift. Luke 2.10 And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which should be to all people. Well, how do I get joy, David? Real quick, proclaiming Christ brings joy. You know what? We've got some beautiful gospel tracts out in the lobby. Grab you a handful and hand them out. Now, can I ask you a question? Why do people drive like maniacs and then walk slow in the store? I mean, the same guy that just ran me over in the parking lot shuffles to the store. I'm like, get out of the way. You just ran me over. 
one is some coffee. Move it. And Christian love, of course. <laughs> when you're at the cashier and the person in front goes bananas in the cashier's head. The other day, if I'm lying, I'm dying. If you're in here, I apologize. We're at the dollar, I'm at the dollar tree. Amen. The most expensive is a buck and a quarter. There's 84,000 people in line. And the person's like, um, that was 50 cents, not a dollar 25. I'm like, for the love of all that's holy, here's two dollars. We'll make up for any sales for the next six years. <laughs> and of course, the person at the register can't do it. I need help on aisle two. The person comes up. They've got 700 keys. Or I think it's this one. Oh, wait, wait. No, it's a code. Oh, that's not it. I'm over there going. Can I get a witness? You know what I'm talking about? I'm just going to hold dollar bills and I get in there. Here's your sale. Here's your sale. Here's your sale. But I tried to be super friendly to that person at the cashier. Hey, you're doing a super job. I appreciate you. You never know. They say people are more apt to commit suicide around Christmas. Hey, I'm serious. You could save someone's life just by being kind. You could save someone's life by just giving them a gospel track. You could turn someone's whole life around just by being loving and kind. It can make all the difference in the world. Isn't that awesome that God can bring us joy? Yeah. Obeying God brings joy. God gave us three resources, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the local church. I highly encourage you to submit to the Holy Spirit, read your Bible, and go to church. Sacrificing for others brings joy. You know the philosophy, Jesus, others, you. Sacrifice your time, your finances, your talents. Now, I'm going to step on some toes. So if, you're not, if you don't have your shoes on, now's a good time to put them on, okay? Why not pray about doing something extra special for someone this year? I'm going to get very personal. But a while ago, my wife's birthday is the 10th. The boy's birthday is the 20th. And Jesus' birthday is the 25th. We had some unexpected expenses come up. Okay? And have you ever been there? Wow, you guys all have, okay, I guess not. I'm the only person that's ever had unexpected expenses. We budget our money. Okay, I understand that. Sometimes there's more expenses than budget. Can I get an amen? amen. And my wife and I were hurting. And I, I told my wife, I said, you know, we don't really have much this year. The boys will understand We'll do something at home. Maybe we'll go to the parks and we'll just make it work. I'm serious. We didn't have anything. Someone told someone, you need to bless the Wyricks. And they walked up. I didn't know it and gave me an envelope with cash in it. Why? Because someone said, you need to bless someone this year. And they did it. And we had a wonderful Christmas. God has somebody he wants you to bless. Don't tell him no. 
You submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, Christian. You do something for someone else. I'm here to tell you, it's not your money anyways. It's all his money. It's all his. You bless someone else. You go out of your way. You be Christ-like this Christmas season. And you don't worry about how they use it. Because once again, it's not your money anyways. It's all his. I am so tired of we get so stingy with what is not even ours. I'm here to tell you, you bless someone. And you love on them. And you give of yourself. Because my daddy always said, God keeps a perfect set of books. Praise God for that. That's good. I'm about, to, I'm about to sign my own Bible. That's wonderful. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. I don't say that other than to tell you I'm here to say that I'm so glad somebody said, you know what? God, I want you to do something. You lay that person on my heart and I promise, I promise I'll do what you tell me to do. Whew. That's good right there. Praise the Lord for that. Because you know what? There's some people hurting this year. They're hurting. You never know what your, you never know what your kindness might do. You never know. Finally, this is the best one. Put your shoes on. We're about done. You've got the gift of peace on earth. The gift, the joy of the Lord. And this is it. The gift of Jesus Christ. Whew. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God. Try that again. And that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I got to thinking about my next illustration here. I told you I do junior church. Now, how many of you like chocolates? Oh, put the, put the hands up quick on that one. Woo! I just saw a lady do a cartwheel on the pew. So, and I'm supposed to be done here soon. I heard that. All right, so a gift. You've seen this illustration so many times. Now, this isn't Gardava. How do you say that? Godiva. Godiva. You know, so it was all women that knew that answer. <laughs> the men's like, I don't know. I don't want to. Matter of fact, a lady had a sign and showed me the, the phonetic spelling of it. Okay, here we go. So, a gift. Now, in order for it to be a gift, there's some things we have to think about here, okay? Okay, so, um, <clears throat> for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now notice it doesn't say, for God so loved the world that we had to work for something. He gave his son plus communion, plus works, plus church attendance, plus, you know, fill in the blank. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is a gift, okay? Now, I'm probably going to embarrass some people, and I don't mean to embarrass you. I really don't. Um, some people I embarrass on purpose, but most of the time I don't. So uh, this person right here, I don't think I know you. There we go. So 
I just gave her a gift, okay? All right? I just gave her a gift. Did you notice I didn't say that would be $10? That would be a little awkward, wouldn't it? I didn't say, now that's your gift, but if you ever make me upset, I'm taking that gift back. Is it a gift? No. I didn't say, okay, if you're going to take this gift, you've got to do blah, 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 blah. I didn't say that, did I? I just said here. And what did she do? She took it. That's a gift. So you don't work for a gift. You don't try to earn a gift. You don't try to, no, no. Okay, who else can I embarrass? Uh-oh, don't, don't give me eye contact. I'll look right at you. <laughs> this good-looking guy here in the sweater here. I'm never coming back here again. This ugly guy's giving me stuff, okay? Here you go, sir. You're welcome. Once again, you see how it worked? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. People, folks, beloved, I hope you're getting it. It is the gift of salvation. We're not working for it. We're just accepting that gift. You see, the world tries to mess everything up. It does. Everything the world gets a hold of, it blows it up. It, the devil's been doing it since the Garden of Eden. And we've had all these religions that try to add all this stuff. And we get, like Pastor Lewis used to say, on the spiritual treadmill. Okay? On the spiritual treadmill. And we're trying our best. I'm trying to work my way to God. I'm trying to work my way to God. And we're not getting anywhere. And Jesus simply says, A, admit that you're a sinner. A sin is anything we think, say, or do that breaks God's law. I mean, who told us it was wrong to murder someone? God did. Who told us it was wrong to steal from my neighbor? Well, God did. Who gave us a moral absolute right and wrong? God did. So A, admit that you're a sinner. Then B, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. I mean, most, most history books, now they're rewriting history, can I get an amen? But most history books, do, can, you can find them, they refer to a man named Jesus. Matter of fact, they're finding artifacts of, of where he was at and the time he walked. And they're also finding about Caesar and they're finding coins about him and a lot of history. And they're coming, they, uh, Dr. Scudder says, if you don't understand, just keep digging, they'll keep finding stuff. And a lot of history books even talk about a man named Jesus who was a good man and he was crucified. I mean, a lot of people got crucified, correct? That's not made up. That really happened. It's all full in the history. Here's the deal. Do you believe that he rose from the grave? That's the difference. That you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the grave just like he said he did. So this is it, okay? So we're almost done, I promise. So basically think of this way. So let's just say that that cross represents Jesus, okay? That's not a stretch, but you see what I'm saying here? And, 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 and that represents Jesus. I, I admit them as sinner. I believe that you died on the cross. And I see, I choose, confess you as Savior. What that's saying is, is I'm confessing that I can't get there on my own. I'm confessing the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, God's Son. 
It's not church membership. It's not communion. It's not good works. It's not being a really good person. It's trusting only in Jesus Christ. I am turning from I'm trying to do it on my own to I'm now I'm turning and confessing Christ as my Savior. That is salvation, beloved. That is the death, burial, and resurrection. The gift of Jesus. So now I'm going to embarrass somebody. I need someone good-looking, handsome, someone that's sharp. Givino, you're working anyways. Come on up here. Yes, this is, he's a guest. He's a friend of mine. I love Givino. Good to be in Mexico, correct? Yes, sir. Come on up here, Givino. Any good-looking guy? Amen. Your wife didn't say amen, brother. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. She's like, oh, don't pick up me, please. I'm supposed to be done by 1130, okay? Okay, we're getting closer. All right, so here we go. We're about done. The gift, peace on earth. Christian, need peace? Get a hold of Christ. The only way to get peace. I didn't say perfect life. I didn't say that. I didn't say gummy bear and lollipops, but you can have peace through Jesus. You can have joy. The only true joy you'll ever find is in Jesus Christ. There's some people in here right now that are hurting. Their body is ravaged with cancer. The only joy they'll get is from Jesus Christ. And the greatest gift is him, Jesus Christ. Okay, so I got a little dragon breath right now, so bear with me, brother, okay? All right. All right, Gavino. You doing well? Yes, sir. You sure? Yes, sir. All right. So if I'm going to give this box of chocolates to Gavino, okay, what does he have to do? Now, we've seen two illustrations. Wow. <laughs> you, you didn't do what I did in high school. My GPA in college, 244. I know, I know. I graduated soon, keep lucky. Okay. So, what do you have to do to make this yours? Now, Gavino, if you ever make me mad, I'm taking this back. Is that a gift? There's big conditions on it. Is salvation conditional? No. Trust in Christ alone. Remember that song? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Remember that song? We sing as a kid all the time. Okay, here we go. Givino. There you go. Now, Givino. That's going to be $500. I might as well make a profit. I mean, come on. All right. Is that a gift? Now, Givino. Before you take this, I need you to come over to our house and clean up after little Sophie, our dog. <laughs> and she's got some gifts for you. <laughs> the boys are like, yes, preach it. Preach it. <laughs> and can you, uh, are you any good at remodeling houses? Uh, no, not really. Well, you're better than me because I can't do anything. <laughs> and after you clean up after the dog, after you do some work at the house, you can have this candy. Is that a gift? No. Are we making it clear? The only way to heaven is through God's Son, Jesus Christ. I can't work there. I'm not keeping a bunch of rules. It's not a bunch of conditions if I'm good or bad. It's faith alone in Jesus Christ. It is the gift of salvation. 
It's the evil side. I'm like, can I think of anything else? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. I love you, brother. Appreciate you. Just make, just make sure it's candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the gift of salvation. The students spoke of it. They sung about them. Didn't they do a super job? Those kids are so precious. I about, I about moonwalked up here. It was so precious. Some people use his name all the time. And they don't even know him. So we're getting ready to leave. In a moment, pastor will come up. He'll hand the invitation as he, as he wishes. Do you know him? Twas the night before Jesus came, and all through the house, not a creature was praying, not one in the house. The Bibles were laying on the shelf without care, in hopes that Jesus would not come there. The children were dressing to crawl on a bed, not once ever kneeling or bowing a head. And mom in a rocker with baby on her lap was watching the late show while I took a nap. When out of the east there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, then threw up the sash. But what to my wondering eyes should appear, but angels proclaiming that Jesus was here. With a light like the sun sending forth a bright ray, I knew in a moment this must be the day. The light of his face made me cover my head. It was Jesus returning just like he said. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. And the book of life which he held in his hand was written the name of every saved man. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name. When he said, it's not here, my head held in shame. The people whose names had been written with love. He gathered to take his father above. With those who were ready, he rose without a sound. While all of the rest were standing around. I fell to my knees, but it was too late. I had waited too long and thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rode out of sight. Oh, if I'd, oh, if I'd only been ready tonight. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is drawing near. There's only one life, and when comes the last call, we'll find that the Bible was true after all. We started with a word from the Christmas carol. Don't be like Scrooge. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't cry out, give me comfort. And the devil says, I have no comfort to give. A, admit that you're a sinner. B, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And choose, confess him as Savior. The Bible is clear. There's only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. Could we stand together, please? Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around. In just a second, pastor will handle the message as he sees fit. <clears throat> Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What is that gift? For God so loved the world that he gave. Romans 5.8 says, But God committeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.